Hey, what's up, guys? It's your boy Ian Farmer. Thank you for listening to the countdown today. Uh, life's going pretty good right now. Tomorrow's my birthday. My girlfriend's homecoming, so definitely excited for that. Uh, a lot of things going on in the sports world. I did not have an episode this week for various reasons, various reasons. Big uh, school week for me. But this will be the uh, only regular countdown episode of the week. And then next week, we should be back to the three-day-a-week. And then uh, the Trigger interview. My friend Trigger is a rapper, very um, talented rapper. His interview on the countdown will be this coming Friday. So I'm excited for all that. A lot of stuff went down over the weekend. A lot of stuff went down over the weekend. I'm going to talk to you about Stephon Gilmore to the Panthers. My Fury and Wilder prediction and on why that is not getting any hype. Uh, you know, my regular NFL recap, some college football recap. And then I've got a double last but not least. I'm going to make it up to you guys since I was gone all week. i got a double last but not least. My top 10 NFL teams and then my game picks. And then uh, around 3 o'clock today, my Life of a Dawn review will be up. Don Tolliver dropped his highly anticipated album, Life of a Dawn, last night. Today, basically, at midnight. Uh, but I, I'm not going to say anything else. I'm going to give my thoughts uh, here in a few hours. But let's hop into it. Stephon Gilmore to the Panthers. That is a huge pickup for my Carolina Panthers. I was in my algebra exam, and I saw that on my phone. I I, I, I went nuts. I said it was worth it. I mean, I went nuts. Stephon Gilmore claimed it was a place that he always wanted to play. That that He's from Rock Hill. He played at South Carolina. So definitely very understandable why he would want to come back home and play for the Panthers. Uh, just to talk about like his game, Gilmore has had has had some injury issues, but I, th- I think he'll play well. I think he'll play well. Uh, that's a big reason why he didn't have a whole lot of market value was his injuries. The Patriots were not giving him away because he was, you know, his lack of production. It was the because of cap space and, you know, things like that, potentially wanting to rebuild with Matt Jones. So, um, Scott Fitterer is going to be the general manager of the year, and if he isn't, he will be robbed. J.C. Horn got injured week three Thursday night football against the Houston Texans. Broke his foot. I mean this in the most respectful way, I think that might have been the best thing that's happened to us all season. Not because J.C.'s injured. J.C.'s a great corner. He already he had a pick against Saints. He's already had first two games. He already had his first interception of his NFL career. The thing is, guys, we got Stephon Gilmore. When he's on top of his game, you could argue is the best corner in the NFL. C.J. Henderson. You want to know what C.J. Henderson is? And their play styles are different. C.J. Henderson is J.C. Horn last year. We got two top out of out of okay out of the last two drafts. The Panthers have the best corner in both of those drafts. Think about that. Uh, that's a huge pickup from my Panthers. Stephon Gilmore to the Panthers. I watched the press conference yesterday. He said he's happy to be a Panther. Um, there was rumors he wanted to go to Green Bay. But definitely um, nice to see that he did say that he Panthers is a place that he wanted to play. 
That's huge, man. Uh, Stephon Gilmore is will be available week seven, and my Panthers play. Uh, so uh, we have the uh, Eagles this week. The Panthers play that. That's right. We play the Giants in New York. So that's crazy. That, okay, this is crazy. Obviously, we all know if you've been keeping up with the uh, Stephon Gilmore trade that the Panthers play the Patriots week nine. Well, here's the thing. Stephon Gilmore cannot play till week seven. Week seven, the Panthers play the Giants in uh, uh, New Jersey. So he will not be making his home debut in week seven. Week eight, we actually go down to Atlanta and play the Falcons. Uh, we're always destined to lose that game, I swear. Uh, so he won't be making his debut there, but week nine, the first time Stefan Gilmore has a Panthers jersey on in Bank of America Stadium, he'll be looking at Mac Jones, Damian Harris, and Bill Belichick. That That is really crazy. That, that That's it's pretty cool. And then we got the Cardinals at, and then we got, uh, Washington at Washington. So Stefan Gilmore. Get your bags ready. You're going to be on the road a little bit because we got some road games uh, late in the year. But nevertheless, uh, good, uh, really good pickup for my Panthers. I can't believe nobody else wanted them. I mean, we gave a sixth-round pick. Basically, any other team in the NFL could have got him, basically. Scott Fitter is just in on every trade, man. Hard-working GM. That, if I got to say one thing about uh, Scott Fitter as a GM, the hardworking GM. He's in on every trade. Every trade he's in on it. Let's move on. Fury and Wilder. Okay. This happens tomorrow night. Uh, we obviously all know in the first fight, it was a draw. Tyson Fury did technically win that. Tyson Fury should have won that, but it was called a draw. Uh, that was when you know, Deontay Wilder uh, knocked him down in the 12th round, got back up. It was a big deal. The second fight, Tyson Fury really, really, really owned Deontay Wilder. Uh, TKO in the seventh round. He got a knockdown to the head and a knockdown to the body. Following that, Tyson Fury did bust his eardrum open, which caused uh, Deontay Wilder's trainer to throw the towel in. This fight is dumb. This fight is retarded. We all want to see Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. But, you know, Deontay Wilder got his hind end kick two times in a row, and it's messing with his deflated ego so bad that, number one, I mean, he's a dude. I mean, he wanted this fight. Tyson Fury did not even want to do this fight. He's, I know he's only beat him once, but he owned him the first fight. That's what I'm trying to say. So Tyson Fury, um, at least as far as his reputation goes and bragging rights goes, he's up 2-0. But Deontay Wilder has to beat him so bad. First of all, he ruins the biggest fight of the year, Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua, just so he can fight Tyson Fury. And then he gets to the press conferences and sits there and doesn't say a word. Nobody likes Deontay Wilder right now. Nobody likes Deontay Wilder. Um, for my As far as my prediction goes, that's why it's getting no recognition is because nobody wants to see this. We've already seen it twice. Maybe down near the future, of course, you know, that would be cool. And um, I'm not against seeing the fight. But I just wish Deontay Wilder would kind of conduct himself in a little more of an appropriate manner. 
Uh, for my prediction for the fight, I I don't know. See, Dawson Fury's up 2-0. Oh, man. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who I would have in the fight. The actual fight. Because the thing is, like, Deontay Wilder's going to want revenge, and it's hard to beat a boxer three times in a row. You know what? As big a Tyson Fury fan as I am, I'll say Deontay Wilder knocks Fury out in the 10th round. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. Because Fury could come in and whoop him. But I feel like Deontay Wilder, despite ruining the biggest fight of the year, despite not talking at the press conferences, I do think he's focused and he wants to win this fight. That's all I gotta say on that. Uh, hopefully we get Tyson Fury anything Joshua soon, but tomorrow, birthday present for me, Fury and Wilder. Let's go to the NFL. Let's go back to the NFL. Bucks and Patriots. The Buccaneers beat the Patriots 19-17. The Patriots missed the field goal towards the end. No need to freak out on the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers were the fifth seed last season, and we all seen what they did. The Buccaneers are not a regular season team. They're going to lose the games they shouldn't lose. It's not about the regular season for them. I said the Pats were going to keep it close. Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick wanted to win this game bad. He almost did. Bill Belichick really wanted to win this game. The uh, Like I said previous episode or two. Bill Belichick's the greatest coach of all time. If he went to college football, he'd be the greatest coach of all time there eventually. Uh, he's the best coach, not only in NFL history, don't get it twisted, in football history. But yeah, no reason to freak out on the Bucks. Tom Brady did come home and win. We all expected that. A lot of people had the Buccaneers blowing the Patriots out. Uh, the Patriots are now 1-3. They do not look like a playoff team to me. They won, or they they almost won against the Buccaneers. Simply off of Bill Belichick wanted to win this game so bad, wanted to win this game so bad because you know all the rumors. You know Tom Brady won a Super Bowl in, in Tampa Bay. That means he's the reason for the Patriots dynasty. That that, that definitely did not sit well with Bill Belichick. He definitely felt disrespected, and he almost won. Even if they would have kicked that field goal though and made it, fifty four seconds for Tom Brady, the Buccaneers would have won the game. But they still almost won. Pots to the Patriots. That's all I got to say on that. Let's move on to something that, ah, if I was, if I was even a little bit bigger, uh, probably get flamed for this. Cardinals wrecked the party in L.A. It's a huge shocker for me. You guys know. I thought Stafford was the MVP. I get my case on it. But right now it's Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray has 1,200 yards and nine touchdowns in four games. He leads. Um, Kyler Murray has led the Cardinals to the only undefeated team in the NFL. The Raiders lost to the Chargers. Cardinals defense is staggering good. We saw what we've seen what the Rams have done lately. The Bears defense, you know, pretty much carried them to the playoffs last couple last couple seasons. Put up 34 on them. Buccaneers put up. Th- 30-plus on them. And then we see what the Cardinals did, man. The Cardinals are good. Cardinals did not make the playoffs last year. If you don't think the Cardinals are going to make the playoffs now, I don't know what to tell you. They only need like five or six more wins to get there anyways. They're 4-0. They've already won four games. Uh, Stafford and the Rams are just like the Bucks. No need to freak out. The Cardinals are a really good team. There's no doubt in my mind that the Rams and Cardinals will split when the next time they play, 
Matthew Stafford. Um, uh, you guys know my opinion on that. Let's let's switch to the Seahawks and Rams real quick. Uh, the Rams did win. That's what I was saying. Uh, the Rams did bounce back last night. Matthew Stafford did play well, so no need to freak out Matthew Stafford. Just like with the Cardinals game, comes back to the Seahawks game. I feel really bad for Geno Smith, that pick at the end. Uh, it wasn't necessarily his fault because uh, Tyler Lockett got tripped up, but I feel I just feel bad for him. You can tell how upset he was. But um, this Seahawks team is good, man. The Seahawks are not going anywhere. They may be 2-3, and three, but I promise you they're not going anywhere. The, uh, the Seahawks are a playoff team for sure. I just wanted to briefly talk about that. Thursday Night Football last night. Probably should have talked about it more, but no need to freak out on the Rams. Uh, let's go. I'm so happy about this. My upset pick was right. The Jets snagged their first win of the of the season. Zach Wilson gets his first win of his NFL career. One of my favorite picks of the year. Everybody had, I mean, a lot of people had the Titans winning. The Titans are not a playoff team right now. I'm sorry. Even if they make the playoffs, they probably will in their division. They're, they're not a playoff team. Mm-mm. You cannot lose to the Jets and be a playoff team. I understand that A.J. Brown and Julio Jones were, uh, was out. But if you only have two receiving targets, that's not going to cut it. That's not going to cut it. Julio has struggled, and Ryan Tannehill has took a step back. A lot of people in the offseason said Ryan Tannehill was um, going to decline this season. I, I, I disagreed. I said, no, I don't think he's going to. I'm being proven wrong right now um, as every minute goes by. Zach Wilson still doesn't work for me. He still doesn't work for me. But he did show some flashes, and I'm happy for the Jets. They go to London this um, – we'll talk about that later, but they go to London this Sunday. Trey Lance's debut. The Seahawks win 28-21. to After Jimmy G went down, Trey Lance came in, made his NFL debut. Lance only threw for 50%, but he did have two touchdowns and a quarterback rating of 117, if he wasn't already impressed. People who said the 49ers were not the same team as the Super Bowl year, you were right. I did agree with you to some extent. You're seeming to be more right than I was. The Seahawks struggled to beat the 49ers. Here's the thing. The Seahawks struggled to beat the 49ers last season. Or not last season. The Super Bowl season. Remember, uh... They were down in the red zone, and Seahawks were like a yard away from winning. Uh, they got swept by the 49ers, despite them being a good team, like a like, you know, Super Bowl contender. Now the 49ers have trouble beating the Seahawks. It kind of flip-flopped a little bit. It kind of flip-flopped a little bit. Russell Wilson is not getting talked about enough. I'm just going to throw it out there. Russell Wilson is not getting talked about enough. Wilson, 16-24 of 24 for two touchdowns against the 49ers last Sunday. Has nine touchdowns, 1,200 yards last season. Or, I mean, this season. <laughs> this season. Basically, Kyler Murray's stats. Everybody's saying Kyler Murray's the MVP. Russell Wilson has similar stats. Jimmy G is questionable for this week. So, who knows when we will see Trey Lance. Could be this Sunday. Could be three Sundays. Don't know. But that's my NFL recap for the week, guys. That's my NFL recap for the week. Let's move on to college football real quick before we get into my last but not least. Love you guys. Thank you for being here. Long week for me. Wasn't able to post as much as I like. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, We're going to start out, man. Kentucky beats Florida. The biggest win for my Kentucky Wildcats in seasons. Will Levis, 7-17, 87 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Not particularly played well. Chris Rodriguez, Jr., top 10 running back in the 
in college football. 19 carries, 99 yards, one touchdown. Wondell Robinson is one of the most underrated wide receivers in the SEC. He had four receptions, 65 yards, and a TD to go along with it. Uh, Florida is a very polarizing team. They're the team that one week they almost beat Alabama. In a way, he kind of should have. And now I know Alabama ain't. You know, they don't have Matt Jones or A.J. McCarron or Derrick Henry. But that doesn't mean Alabama's bad. They're still a top 10 team in the college football. You can't really go against that. They just, we'll talk about Ole Miss in a, in a minute. Uh, but Florida's just a polarizing team. I don't think this week Kentucky beat a college football powerhouse. I don't think that we beat a potential top five team. But Florida is definitely a good team. They're not a bad team whatsoever. Their defense is still um, – their defense played good against us. We only scored two touchdowns, two field goals. Uh, but our defense just played even better. Man, Kentucky is 5-0, second-best team in the SEC, SEC West. So Ole Miss to beat Alabama? No, no. Ole Miss scored half of what Alabama did. Bryce Young, no matter how – bad Alabama is. He's a Heisman candidate. He's going to be a first-round pick in the NFL this season. Probably Matt Corral and Bryce Young will be the two quarterbacks taken early. Not Sam Howell and Spencer Rattler. Definitely not. Uh, but that's what I keep saying, man. Alabama blew out Miami in, earlier in the season, and I was like, this is how college football works. And now you look at it. This is how college football works. They may not be the best team in the nation, but they're ranked number one, and that, without a doubt, says something. And they just, I mean, Matt Corral played well. Ole Miss's offense didn't play bad. Their defense just got swarmed by Bryce Young in that offense. Uh, and Brian Robinson Jr. is a great running back as well. So, what else do you want me to say? Stanford also upset Oregon. Uh, I had um, definitely a shocker to me. Stanford's not a bad team. They're uh, one of the underrated teams in the Pac-12. But it just surprised me that they did upset Oregon. Oregon's down number eight. So, Oregon season's pretty much over, I feel like. They don't really look like they're going to make the playoffs. They don't play any top teams. Actually, all the, the rest of their schedule right now is actually currently unranked teams, despite UCLA being in there, which I'm not going to talk about, by the way. Don't expect, don't expect me to talk about what happened this week. But Oregon does not look like the playoff team right now. That's college football recap, guys. Let's go to last but not least. We're just going to hop into it. Top 10 NFL teams. Number 10, I got the Raiders. They were uh, one of the uh, um, undefeated teams left before losing to the Chargers Monday night. Chargers are a good team. They played in L.A. Raiders at 10. I I, I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. Like they're, they're fine. They're fine. Chargers at 9 because they beat the Raiders. Justin Herbert's playing well. But the defense is playing well. Chargers at nine. Ravens at eight. The Ravens have played well, man. Obviously, we know like they beat the Chiefs in a big primetime game, beat them late, a high-scoring game. Then they had to kick a 66-yarder to beat the Lions. But the Ravens are still there. Lamar Jackson's playing well. The defense is still there. Uh, like I've said, Ravens, I think, have the most underrated uh, receiving core in the NFL. The receiving core is not bad by any means. So I got the Raiders or Ravens at eight. I'd make my argument the Ravens are better than the Browns, but I have the Browns at seven. They did only beat they did barely beat the Vikings this 
uh, this weekend, this um, last Sunday. But apparently Baker Mayfield got injured in week two against the Tex- and Texans. They won that game 31-21. And Baker Mayfield, Mayfield having some injury issues. So definitely an excuse there. The defense obviously played well, holding Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, the only a touchdown. Browns at seven. Six, I got the Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, if you disagree, that's okay. But you can't deny the Chiefs are still a good team. Their defense is not good, but their offense is good. I got my worries about the Chiefs, guys. Right now, they would not make the Super Bowl. Ever since Patrick Mahomes' MVP campaign in 2018, this is the most trouble and the worst that they have looked. But I have the Chiefs at six. Rams at five. The Rams would be number one today if it wasn't for the loss of the Cardinals. And they would still be in the, probably in the top three if they didn't get blown out at home. They Calamari ran all over them. The Rams had the best defense in the NFL. And the Cardinals offense looked so much better than that defense Sunday. Matthew Stafford still, you know, one of my guys. But I had the Rams at five. Packers at four. They lost to the Saints week one. They ain't stopped since. Aaron Rodgers could be in the MVP conversation very, very soon. The defense has played well. Devontae Adams, the uh, Aaron Jones has never played better football in his life. The Packers are undefeated since the Saints, so I have the Packers at four. Bucks at three. If the Bucks lost to the Patriots, don't think they'd be up here. They probably shouldn't be up here anyways because the way their defense has been playing and the way the Buccaneers' offense played Sunday night. But the fact of the matter is, they are, they've only lost one game this entire season. They're 3-1. and one. They've played well. Tom Brady is having an amazing season. Uh, so many receiving core um, um, targets. A good uh, good running game. The run defense is still pretty good. So I have the Bucks at 3. You probably guessed the top two teams. Number two, I got the Bills. They could be number one this morning if it wasn't for their loss to the Steelers in week one. However, the Buccaneers' defense is the hottest and best defense in the NFL right now. The Dolphins scored zero on them, and they completely shut down the Texans. That defense has been staggering well. Josh Allen is another guy who could be in the MVP conversation soon. Even if he's not, he's still going to do his thing. Bills at two. And at number one, I have the Arizona Cardinals. They are the only undefeated team left. That should speak for it itself. But they did blow out the Rams, who were the hottest team in the NFL before they played the Cardinals. Uh, Proved they can win late against the Vikings. Kyler Murray is the MVP of the league right now. The defense has played very, very well. So the Cardinals at 4-0 is who I have in my number one spot. For my week four, week five, in between power rankings. Without further ado, here are my game picks for the football weekend. Starting off at college football, I have, we'll go with my upset pick first. I have Texas over Oklahoma. We will go 28 to 21. Uh, Oklahoma has not played well. They've lost a team, or they've almost lost teams like West Virginia. Uh, They're not the team that we thought they were. Obviously, I had them winning the college football championship this season. That is not 
the type of team they are. Spencer Rattler has also struggled. My upset pick is Texas number 21 over Oklahoma number 6. I have Ole Miss over Arkansas. The fact of the matter is, I know Alabama is not as good as Georgia, but Ole Miss played Alabama better than Arkansas played Georgia. Arkansas's offense just completely struggled. Matt Corral is going to play very well against that Arkansas defense. So I have Ole Miss beating Arkansas 31-17. Georgia and Auburn. I think Auburn will play Georgia just a little bit better than people think. But I still have Georgia winning, of course. If Auburn beats Georgia, Alabama is going to go nuts. The state of Alabama. I got Georgia beating Auburn 36-21. I do think Bo Nix will struggle. I think that 21 points will be really, really fought for. I think they could have like seven points at the half. And then get like seven points, like a touchdown in the third quarter. And then like get like a uh, late touchdown in the end. Like that. They're going to have to fight for that 21. But I do have it being around. Right over a little, a little bit over a two touchdown game. Obviously, the big game of the week, Penn State and Iowa. A lot of people have Iowa. I'm going to give you all a hot take here. I think Sean Clifford is the best quarterback in the Big Ten. I'm going to have Penn State beating Iowa 34-27. to That is going to look really, really good for Penn State. That could really, really put them, either team, even if Iowa would win, that's going to give them a great resume to be in a college football playoff as long as they can maintain that. Penn State beats Iowa in the big game of the week. We'll go to my game picks for the NFL. I got the Panthers beating the Eagles 28-17. Uh, the Panthers lost to the Cowboys last week. I don't think they, they lose to the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles defense will play fairly well, but I got the Panthers over the Eagles. Jets and Falcons, the, uh, the London game. The thing is, Matt Ryan does have experience in London games, I believe. But without Calvin Ridley, he's not going to have his best wide receiver. going to have to rely on Kyle Pitts to get open. Although Kyle Pitts is great. Jets come off a big win. I think they get their second big win, and they beat the Falcons 24-20 in London. Packers and Bengals. The Bengals are on top of the world right now uh, after beating the Jaguars. However, the Packers are going to win this game 31-16. Aaron, I've already talked about the Packers. This in this episode, just know that the Packers are going to beat the, the Bengals significantly. Vikings and Lions. The Vikings offense really, really struggled last week against the Browns. And I do think the Lions are going to play this really, really well. The Lions are still fighting for that win, man. They've played every team besides the Packers. they played every team close. I'm cheering for the Lions, but I'm going to have the Vikings winning 28-26. to Steelers and Broncos. You could call this my upset pick of the week. This is my upset pick of the week. I'm going to have... Check this. I am going to have the Steelers over the Broncos. 27-24. Obviously, the Broncos did lose to the Ravens. But the Broncos are still 3-1. The Steelers are 1-3. So that would easily count as an upset if Pittsburgh won. I'm going to have Pittsburgh... Also, the Broncos don't have Teddy Bridgewater right now, as far as I know. It's Drew Locke. I do not trust Drew Locke in a big situation. So, the Steelers do beat the Broncos 27-24. to Bucks and Dolphins. I feel so bad for Dolphins fans, man. You know, who was supposed to have a big year. He's supposed to make the playoffs. Xavier Howard's back. The defense is going to play well. 
Dolphins are not going to win this game. Buccaneers 34-23. Tom Brady knows that the Buccaneers got to kick it in gear a little bit more. So, yeah, I mean, I got the Buccaneers winning 34-23. How could you really have the Miami winning? Uh, Washington football team and the Saints. You could call this an upset pick. I don't really think it's an upset pick. I think these two teams are pretty even. I'm going to have Washington beating the Saints 26-21. Washington needs this win more than New Orleans does. New Orleans has been has played really, really well. They lost to the Panthers, but they have. Davis Winston has really played his best football to date. Uh, but I think Washington just needs this win. And I think Taylor Heineke, I think the defense steps up this game against Alvin Kamara. I think Washington wins 26 to 21. Titans and Jaguars, the vision game. I'm telling you, the Titans lost to the Jets. That is not going to happen. Whether AJ Brown and Julio's back or not, the Titans are going to win this game, 30 to 16. I still don't think they're a playoff team the way they've been playing lately. Like if you, they lost two receivers, and they, I know they're two top receivers, but they lost their two receivers, and it was almost like Ron Tannehill and Derrick Henry didn't even know how to win without them. Uh, but it's the Jaguars, so I'm going to have the Titans winning. Patriots and Texans. Davis Mills did not play particularly bad against my Panthers so I was like I like this kid he's tough he plays hard he fights hard he's gonna be good but he did throw four touch not not four touchdowns four interceptions last week that is not a good look at all I think we've got to kind of take a big 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 step back on Davis Mills I'm gonna have the Patriots winning 30 to 17 especially the way they put the Buccaneers if they play this game, the way they put the Buccaneers, they'll blow the Texans out. But I got them winning by 13. Raiders and Bears, I think the Bears really kind of play their best game all year. The Raiders, despite losing to the Chargers, the Raiders have been really, really hot lately. I th- do think the Raiders win 30-22. to 22, But I think Justin Fields has a pretty good game this week. Chargers and Browns. I got the Chargers beating the Browns. This is a game for me. Baker Mayfield's injured right now. The thing is for me. It is thing, and I know the Chargers are on a short week, but the Chargers are at home. If the Browns were at home, I would still consider giving the Browns the win. Chargers are at home off their biggest win of the year against the Raiders. I'm gonna have the Chargers winning. Ooh, let's go 30 to 23. Cowboys and Giants. Giants are not winning this game. The Cowboys are hot right now. By the way, on my power rankings, I did have the Cowboys at 11, just barely outside of the top 10. Cowboys will. I think Giants play this well. I think Daniel Jones plays a really good game. Saquon Barkley had the biggest game since his injury last week. I think the Cowboys win 31 to 27, but the Cowboys do win. Cardinals and 49ers. I'm not going to have the Cardinals like be blowing out the Rams and losing to the 49ers, who may not even have their starting quarterback. Um, in line and check yet. Uh, but I do think the 49ers defense does actually play well. Fred Warner, Nick Bosa. I have the uh, the Cardinals winning 24-16. to Sunday night football primetime game. Chiefs and Bills. The Chiefs need this win. The Bills have been really, really hot lately. Their defense has been hot. I think Patrick Mahomes puts the league on notice. I think... The, I think it's 27 to 27 in the final drive. The Chiefs go down the field. Harrison Bucker kicks a field goal, and the Chiefs win 30 to 27. 
And then Monday Night Football, a pretty intriguing game. Carson Wentz has not played bad. He's played he played a lot better than he did last season. He's a laughing stock last season. Uh, the Ravens were in my top 10 power rankings for a reason. I got the Ravens winning 29-22 Monday Night Football. Uh, I think the Ravens defense plays very, very well. Well, guys, that's actually it. I thank you all for watching. I gave you all that double last but not least to make it up for you guys. And I gave you all a little mixture. Talked about uh, NFL trade. Talked about NFL recap. College football recap. My Fury and Wilder and my prediction. And a double last but not least. I hope you all enjoyed. My Life of a Dawn review will be out here in just a few hours. I love you guys. I'll see you guys Monday. Promise. I'll see you all Monday. Peace.